This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast. This is episode number 157, and I am out, excuse me, I am outside, and my host, oh, I'm the host, Adam Bell, and joining me as always is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. How you doing, Peter? Peter? (laughs) I'm waving frantically. (laughs) (laughs) Howdy. I'm doing great. (laughs) Good. Peter is going to be miming the entire podcast, and I'm going to describe he says hello with elephant ears and throwing up out of his mouth and hellos. (laughs) And and now he's he's going to go to the bathroom. (laughs) See you later. He'll come back. Did I misinterpret? Yes, completely. And he's back. He's back. All right. <laughs> oh, how are you doing today, Peter? Um, it's it's a Friday. It's sunny, and I'm going for a run after uh, this recording is finished. So, very well. Good. How about you? Yes, it is a beautiful fall afternoon. I'm sitting out. What well, I, I guess technically it's still not fall yet, is it? Uh, it sure feels like it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe September. It feels nice in fall, and we're playing football tonight, and we're playing football on Saturday, and we're playing football on Sunday. So it's as fall as I, it gets for me. It sounds fall to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I <laughs> noticed like when I went out for my run the last couple of days, I step outside the door, and I'm like, it's a little cool, mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to, huh. It's so hot. So, yeah. you know, that's that's good because it's marathon season and, um, you know, running in a, a cooler climb is going to be uh, more pleasant than the last time when I ran the, the uh, ran. We, we did a 17 mile run a few weeks ago and we traced the the majority of the route of the marathon that will be running in mm-hmm. a few weeks. And um a couple of weeks, not a few weeks. My goodness. <laughs> it's only a couple of weeks away. <laughs> One, two. Oh, two oh, weeks. Okay. <laughs> two weeks and two days, but who's counting? Um, yeah. So uh, we ran that and it was a hot day. It was our first time on the course, you know, just getting an idea of what the, this, uh, what it's like, what we're in for. So, um, but it was, it was, you know, certainly not our most impressive time, but uh, I'm looking forward to round two. So we'll see. Oh, cool. Well, if you complete the marathon, that is impressive because not just anybody can do that. I fully expect to complete the marathon. I fully expect you to, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm not saying uh, I wouldn't be disappointed in you if you didn't finish, but I might be. (laughs) I, I would I would be a little disappointed in me if I don't finish. I will I will admit that. So, so given that I've run 20 miles twice now, I think I can manage 26. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, obviously if if you'd have twisted an ankle or something like that, that's outside of your controls, but given, given your fortitude, you'll make it. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) So I had a funny story, a guy that I worked with, he's an older guy and he had run, lots of marathons i mean that was that was his thing and so he was running one uh, and it wasn't an important marathon it wasn't iconic it wasn't boston or san francisco yeah it just it was just a regular marathon and he said you know oh well part of the way through i cramped myself and you know of course then it rubbed and i was bleeding and everything else and i said was it was it the were you running the best marathon of your life no. Were you in first place? No. Then why did you keep running? I mean, it, it wasn't the most important marathon you've ever run in your life. It is not worth uh-huh. running, running and poop and chapping your cheeks so bad that you bleed and make an awful mess of yourself. <laughs> I hear all kinds of stories 
stories about stuff like that. And I just don't see myself being that runner. No, you know? not, well, not at it would have to mean it would have to be really important. I mean, like this is step one of a hundred steps that I have to do. And it, you know, <laughs> really important. Like my family has just been kidnapped and I'm running to save them or something. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know. I haven't been to a lot of marathons, but every marathon that I have been to has porta potties along the trail. Mm-hmm. They don't all, but a lot of them do nowadays. And um, yeah, the other thing I'm interested in in this one too is that there are going to be like water stations every 10k. So I'm like, I don't have to carry my own water with me. That's kind of nice, um, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it's it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Is there any theme to it, or is it just run? Just the the 33rd annual Bay State Marathon. So that's all I know. Okay. Yep. I don't know. Okay. Some, someone asked me today, it's like, Oh, are you running Boston? I was like, Boston is like elite. That is the <laughs> Boston eight for beginners, you know, that, that, that marathon. So uh, no, the short answer is no, I'm not running that marathon. No. So, yeah. Well, one, a, a friend of ours, he does, he's an ultra marathoner yep. and, and he's in his, I guess he's in his fifties now. He said, he said, I thought that, you know, as I aged up that it would get easier. He said that, and there are a lot less people running, but Mm -hmm. the people who are still running, who are my age are like me and they are, you know, they're the elite athletes and it has not gotten any easier. (laughs) Easier in terms of the competition. Any. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. You you get more elite. It's going to get yeah. harder because you're com- you're competing with the, you know, you're whittling out all the losers <laughs> along yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I mean, and he's one of those guys that does those crazy, like 24 hour runs, Yeah. hundred milers. Yep. Um, I am. I'm, I'll, I'll ride a bicycle that long. <laughs> I said that on so the race is october 17th and i said after that i expect that possibly on october 18th i will sign up for the vermont 50 and that is a 50 miler that just was run two weeks ago actually Mm -hmm. uh and i heard about it like the week before now i would not have signed up for it um except (laughs) they have uh an option um they do you can either run it or mountain bike it yeah i was like huh 50 mile mountain biking that's probably within my within my you know my doing i could do that so but yeah i am i am now considering i'm entertaining the notion of maybe doing a 50 miler so, but let's, let's, let's get 26 out of the way first, you know, let's do that one. Well, you know, one thing that my kids, um, what they had at school is they had a pretty cool thing where the kids were able to participate in the marathon. So what they did throughout the school year leading up to the spring marathon is they would run so many miles as part of their PE. And so then the week of the marathon, they would run the last mile of the marathon on the marathon track, which was really brilliant, you know, because it gets these kids involved, gets them parents involved, gets them interested in marathoning Mm -hmm. at a young age. And they're like, I ran a marathon. Yeah, technically you did, just not successively, but that's still pretty good. (laughs) It's it's, it's the thought that counts. (laughs) Yeah. But <sighs> so what else what, right. what, what's what's the latest in fitness from from the adams side so i said since the last last episode was a peter episode i said this this episode had to be an adam episode so so what's going on with so, you so this this week i'm showing my elite athleticism by rope climbing with only one hand on the way down and it's awesome impressive and you get to hold i've got it's funny how i mean I guess it's funny how I held on to the rope because you can't see it, but I'm holding my hand up and my pinky and my middle finger both lost all their tread. Um, my ring finger and my index finger, they kind of got burned, but they didn't, it didn't rip all the skin off of those. So, and I got a little <laughs> palm burn yeah. and, uh, 
it kind of, I mean, it really did hurt. It hurt when I did it because it felt like it was on fire and it ripped the skin off and the skin pretty much like on my pinky, it was just gone. I mean, it, I, it's on the rope somewhere. It's on the ground somewhere, but it's gone. Uh, and then the, <laughs> the skin on my middle finger, it like rolled it all up and into one section. And so it was roll all back down again. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> blackened and gnarled with dirt. And so I took my clippers and, and cut off all that dead skin. And okay. uh, it, it really didn't, well, you know, out of injuries, it's it's a really kind of nice injury from the standpoint of it doesn't hurt unless you touch it. You know, like when my back hurts, it hurts all the time. It just hurts at different varying degrees. Like only right if you now, do something stupid like breathing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But just sitting here, my hand doesn't hurt. Now if I bump it on my glass, like oh. <laughs> but, oh. Yeah. So, I know that, that was my. That was my fun CrossFit uh, outing of the week. Um, okay. I, I will still climb a rope, but I won't be climbing a rope at least for a couple of weeks till my till I get fingerprints back. <laughs> <laughs> well, because if you're going to leave DNA evidence, we want to be able to identify who left it behind, right? So yeah. You yeah. Leave your fingerprints there. It was pretty gross, though, because uh, in my you know, whatever, to what, whatever layer I got to, there was little black stuff from the rope that I had to get out. I couldn't just leave it alone because gangrene, I don't know if you know, this is a real thing. And, gangrene? Gangrene and, is a real gangrene, thing. Yes. I've gangrene heard of is this. a real thing. I've, I've heard of it and uh, I, I've had things get infected and it's not fun. So I had to make sure. <laughs> It's 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 a real thing, unlike unlike COVID. Unlike COVID, yeah. Unlike COVID, gangrene is a real thing. Real thing, right? Yeah. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so speaking of, I didn't real. It's been a long time since I spelled gangrene. It doesn't spell it e e n. It's e n e. Gangrene. Gangreny, if you were curious. Mm-hmm. But so speaking of is COVID real, I have had uh, the first of what I suspect to be many uh, conversations in the near future uh, as a business owner of a client of mine coming to me saying, hey, uh, we are now requiring all of our vendors who come on site to be vaccinated to be able to come on site. And, um, and I mean, of course I agree. I mean, I, I agree that you should want to take the vaccine. And if you haven't read the American medical journal on the topic, and if you've only read it on your iPhone, you really shouldn't speak to it. I mean, until you've done some real research or read some real research, you really shouldn't speak to it. So. <laughs> what, so by research, do you mean posts that I've seen on Facebook and YouTube? Um, a little deeper, a little deeper. Okay, a little deeper. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> there is there is an interesting uh, phenomenon, I guess you want to call it. An interesting thing that's happening is the uh, American Medical Association, the AMA. They are uh, doctors that are putting out disinformation. And if it's proven, meaning it's shown up on social media, media from licensed doctors, if they are providing disinformation, they are going to lose their license from the American Medical Association. Yeah. Cheers. You shouldn't be able to lie about anything. <laughs> I mean, I you shouldn't, especially I, not your profession, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, you know, I, I had to, I'm, I'm talking, you know, I have to talk to employees and everything about it and how, you know, how are we going to proceed? And, you know, I, to me, I mean, well, one, I think you should do it, but to me as a business owner, taking off my Adam hat, losing my own personal opinions, uh, as a business owner, I'm a capitalist 
And as a capitalist, I have to make money. Well, you greedy, greedy person, why do you have to make money? Well, my family needs food and shelter. And if I can't feed them, they don't have food and shelter. My employees and their families don't have food and shelter. Well, if I can't work on site at my clients' offices, I can't provide them food and shelter. And if my employees will not work, they can't work at my company. I mean, whatever, if for whatever reason they won't, if they won't go on site and they won't do their work, it's just a job requirement. It's not person, it's not political. It's not personal. It is, it's a capitalistic, we've got to survive. <laughs> and, and it seems like you went down a nice logical you know, tracing your, your justifications as to why you would do this. You know, it's like you thought it through. This is my, my rationale. And yeah, I can't, can't complain about that. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and of course there's, there's art, well, there's tons of arguments at every sort of angle along the way. And one of the arguments is that I've heard is, well, we don't know what the effects of this will be 30 years from True. Very true. We don't know. But if I die this year because I can't eat, it doesn't matter 30 years from now. (laughs) You also don't know what the effects of COVID-19 are going to be on you 30 years from now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing is, uh, you know, my wife brought that up as a, a good point last night as we were talking about this. It leaves scars. It leaves scars on your organs, on your lungs, uh, which, you know, you survived it the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may not survive it the second time, which is a variant now. You may, you know, if you're like, well, as long as I can survive it, I'm good. Well, it's the virus will win eventually. I mean, it will beat us yeah. if it if it's just, you know, if we let polio we couldn't have, I mean, it would beat us. These, these the things measles. get, they, they only get worse, right? You know, like mm-hmm. they're, they're like, they're like cyber attacks, you know, they, they only get more sophisticated and, you know, tougher as time goes by. So yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Oh, yeah. boy. All right. What else? <laughs> All right. So do you have, this is, technology a little bit um do you have any intel nucks in your world uh i don't think so unless are the dato alto twos just branded intel nucks or are they not are they nook offs i think they're nook offs okay then uh, no. but but just i mean they are as close as you get i mean and they may be intel uh, it may be an Intel chip in there, regardless of it being a NUC. It may still be Intel uh, custom thinking, system. It's probably an AMD. Yeah. So for the listeners who don't know, Peter put oh, up a Intel. little... Eh, so he put up a little computer, and it is about a 7 by 7 square and 3 to 4 inches tall and really, really small computer system. And it's very great for applications. Like if, you, if you've got an office worker, it uh, takes up no space, and it's got plenty of horsepower, plenty of RAM, everything's solid state, so it's fast, um, and they can use it. Now, if you're going to do AutoCAD, it's probably not your best source of AutoCAD graphics. So one of the things, and it does do, so the, it will do three monitors. Um, you can do the lightning, it's got HDMI and then it's got a lightning port and you can do two monitors out of the lightning port and one out of the HDMI. Hmm. This one, one does not. The ones I have are just have uh, one HDMI and one DVI or uh, yeah. display port, display port. Sorry. Yeah. So the, the, one of the, chronic problems that we've had is the HDMI driver and Intel puts out a working HDMI driver and then Microsoft puts out a non-working HDMI driver that breaks the NUC and then of course everybody blames Intel but Microsoft doesn't take the Intel driver they break it <laughs> so then you know you've got all 
I've got all these users out there with having HDMI connection into their NUC and they're like, I have dual monitors and I can't see. Oh, well, that's a problem. And it's almost always a BIOS update. You update the BIOS on the NUC, ba-ding, it's back. Ba-ding. <laughs> ba-ding. So if you have any uh, NUCs with HDMI issues, the pro tip is to simply update the BIOS. Fair There's nothing enough. wrong with your monitor. All right. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Especially if your monitor works on another computer. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, but I do like the NUCs. I've got a primary. My primary uh, home workstation is a NUC, and I play World of Warcraft on it, so it's got enough graphics for that. Now, the fan is going the whole time because it's working. The yeah. CPU is you got to do all the work because there is no GPU. Yep. Now, have so. you tried playing? I forget. Which MacBook do you have? you still have an Intel, or do you have an, an M1? Uh, I have a 20, well, I guess it's a 2019. So I bought it December of 2019 MacBook Pro. So, okay. So not a, um, so, so an Intel then. Yeah. yeah. So I've got an Intel Core i9, eight core, 2.3 gigahertz. Pretty good processor. With an Fair Intel enough. UHD graphics, uh, one point or sixteen, uh, sixteen gig RAM on it. It's pretty hardy. Cool. I do have World of Warcraft on it, but this is my standing desk. Well, I'm curious is um, what World of Warcraft is like on one of the M1 processors. I bet it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it. Yeah, it's it's probably got way. I I think it's a dump truck carrying a bag of concrete. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, I'm in. You know, as we know, new iPads came out recently. Uh, the new iPad Mini, which, as far as tablets go, is my favorite form factor, has come out, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it's really cute. I really want one. But I was thinking about my next iPad or laptop is going to be, you know, my probably my primary computing device for some time. And yeah. so I'm still leaning towards the new MacBook Pro, whatever that looks like uh, in a few weeks. Um, so I don't know what's going on with that. So I'm just still waiting still toying with the idea of buying an iPad and using it as a, you know, uh, basically a remote desktop client for mm -hmm. most of my work, starting to sort of lean away from that though. So at this point, I'm thinking yeah. that I'll probably end up getting a, a new MacBook Air or Pro and then mm -hmm. maybe a low-end Mac Mini as well. Because I really still, when it comes to like teaching yoga classes, I really like having a tablet that I can just mount and see my students that way. There's just something about that using the form factor. It's easier than fiddling around with um, a, um, with a, uh, a keyboard, you know, with a full-on yeah. you know, keyboard laptop. Plus the big thing with um, the laptops is right now, and this is one of the one of the reasons I used to justify not buying one last year, was they're still on the old 720p cameras. Yeah. And and when I'm sending myself, you know, video over like a Zoom call, I want it to be crystal clear. I don't want to be giving this grainy, garbagey, uh, you know, image to my students. I want them to actually see me, which is why I still use my phone for sending all of my, you know, my classes. Right. So, so ideally, I could have one device. But nowadays, what I generally end up doing is I'm using two devices on most of my my classes that I teach. One for transmission, and then one for viewing and the reason is because i have one as a monitor so i can see what i'm doing so my you know so i'm like now can you can you see can you see how i'm holding my hand up here oh no you can't right <laughs> now you can right um yeah 
So, you know, so anyway, that's what I'm hoping. So I don't know. I might, I might end up just getting a couple, but I was not tempted by, and I think we talked about this. Maybe I was not tempted by the new Apple watch. doesn't have any new features that really speak to me. And um, the suspicion is just like with the series four and five, that the underlying system on a chip is still the same, you know? So fundamentally Mm -hmm. the hardware hasn't really changed. So no, no major, you know, compelling, you know, moves on that one. So, so yeah. I think you nailed it. Um, A long time ago, you said that the iPad is really a better consuming device. And, and that's what I do primarily with my iPad is it's a consuming device. I, I watch Netflix on it. I, well, I do read my email. I do respond to email, my texts, all those things. Um, I buy things on Amazon. It's an easy interface for that. But like today I thought about, I wanted to be on the podcast. I wanted to be outside. And I thought about doing that with my iPad. Well, I've got the Zoom app. I've got a foots with different headphone apps that I only have certain controls over. And I can't pull up the working document like I, I want to do here. I'll be switching between tasks the whole yep. time. Um, right, right device for the right application. This is Bingo. the right device for computing. Uh, the iPad has its perfect place for um, consuming. I could... I could work less efficiently completely on an iPad. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? I <laughs> yeah. want to do that <laughs> because I, like the, just losing efficiency. Like I lost efficiency by coming out here uh, because now I don't have dual monitors. I'm looking at you in the same screen I'm typing in. Yep. Not as efficient, yep. but, but yeah, it, it, but it's okay. <laughs> Well, you made a trade-off though, you know, you made a trade-off so that you could sit outside and enjoy the weather. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, the trade-off I would get from working on an iPad as if it was a laptop is I'm working on an iPad as if it was a laptop. (laughs) I don't see that as a benefit. Yeah. Um, The one thing I'm curious about too, is I'm kind of on the fence. So I've had, um, I was a beta tester. I don't have a piece. Oh, yeah, here we go. I was a beta tester for the Rocket Book back when they first launched as a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And it's genuine paper and it uses the pilot friction uh, pens. So the ink that goes yeah. away when it gets hot. And so it's got like 80 pages and I'm almost, I'm almost at the end of it. And when you're done with it, you um, stick it in the microwave under a cup of water and you microwave it for a minute or two. And the heat just makes all the ink go away. And now you've got a fresh notebook. Well, as you can see, I've had this now for several years. It's getting kind of beat up. And, yeah. and it's getting to the point where the, the ink isn't always completely going away anymore. So there's still, you know, like there's residuals. So it's not like white anymore. You know, it's like an off white kind of thing. Still usable. Yeah. It's still good. But some days I think, you know, would I be happier just with an iPad, taking notes on an iPad and using the Apple Pencil? And I played with it a little bit that it doesn't seem quite as good for writing as actually Mm -hmm. writing on paper. And then there's another uh, competitor that I think it's I think it's just called paper. Uh, which is a tablet, which supposedly has a totally different feel. It's constructed differently. It's supposed to feel like paper. That's like yeah. 300 bucks. Um, you know, that strikes me as a kind of thing. It seems kind of cool, but would I use it enough to justify it? I don't know. And, you know, cause I go through fits and spurts often, like when I start a new project or a new job or something, I'll grab a rocket book. Uh, you know, pull it back out again and I'll start using it for a little while. And then I forget about it and I give up in a little while. And, you know, then a few months later, I'll come back to it. I'm not using all of the features of it much. You know, it's got these like QR codes and different tags you can do. So you can scan with the app and it goes directly to this notebook or directly to this email. I used to use all that, but it turned out to just be more, you know, I wasn't getting a lot of benefit from that. So 
So I'm wondering if it's time to retire the rocket book and replace it with something. It's just that I've never found the experience of writing on a tablet as nice as the experience of writing on paper. You know, it's just not as, as enjoyable uh, uh, an experience. Yeah, I would agree. It's the, the tactile experience is completely different. Yeah. The uh, What I get, though, out of my iPad is the... Um, <clears throat> when I write it in my iPad, it goes to all my devices. Yep. And that's a big plus. You know, it, whether I choose a note or whether I choose a Google, um, I typically choose, you know, Apple's notes and I can just write it. I write it, I write it, you do whatever I want to do. And then I go to my, my Mac and there it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's not as good of a, an experience, but I only right when I really need to brainstorm something to think it yeah. through to it, it's got to get from, I don't know, it's a combination of body mind process. <laughs> yep. It is though. And that's the thing is too, is I'm pretty sure that whether you are writing on a piece of paper or writing on a tablet, you still get the same benefits because there's, mm-hmm. you know, different parts of your brain are triggered and activated when you're actually writing as opposed to when you're typing or just listening. The other thing is like whenever I'm doing meetings with my one-on-ones or, you know, I'm in a meeting and I'm taking notes, I try my best to do that on paper. Uh, Even though it's the 21st century, 21 years into the 21st century here, um, when you look down at a keyboard and typing, people think you're not paying attention. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, and, 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 and it's so much easier to get distracted. And that's the other reason that like, if I have this, it's not going to pop up a notification telling me I've got a new message or, you know, reminders aren't going to be going off, etc. So there's a compelling reason not to use an iPad for those reasons. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough. So if I get an iPad, it's definitely going to be a, it's not an essential device for me. It would be fun, you know? And then when I start saying that, I'm like, well, the old 2017 HP laptop I'm using is also still getting the job done. So I don't really need a new laptop. So that's not an essential (laughs) device. You know, I'm trying to just do like essential purchases and not waste money because I'm looking at it and I was like, well, I could buy that or I could, you know, buy another share of Amazon or something, you know, it's like I could invest this <laughs> and then in just a couple of years, it might be worth twice as much. So it's, it's really hard. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't, I don't struggle as much as you do on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I used to, but then, you know, I started really looking again at the, you know, the time value of money and noticing like, you know, any dollar I spend today might be worth two or three or four or five or $20 in a couple of years or a few years down the road. Like cinch the belt a little tighter now, eat a turkey dinner tomorrow, <laughs> you know? There you go. Yeah. Well, uh... Yeah, I I li- I do limit myself though. I don't just uh, go self gratification on the, the computers, but I do on the iPad. I essentially do two years, and my entire family uses iPads, so I get a new one, and then they roll down. Yep. Um, but they're primarily using them as consumer devices too. Right. And then for me again, you know, my, I had, t- I had talked to you, I think I told you and Scott, I asked you guys to be my accountability buddies. This was like a couple of years ago. I was not going to buy a new, you know, laptop for like one year or something. And I held out. Yeah, I didn't do it. On. I, yeah. And I'm way beyond that. <laughs> kind of like with the pushups, <laughs> but um, this year I bought the new iPhone 12. And I also bought a new, you know, Apple Watch 6. So I've got still current hardware, right? Um, So I really don't need those. And I'm not doing a lot of traveling, so I don't need a laptop. But I'm thinking about traveling more. And if I start traveling more and, you know, maybe even just relocating for a while or something, 
hey, you got any good Airbnbs down your way? Maybe I'll come down and just spend a few weeks in Tennessee. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we got lots of them. But, you know, so if I if I do that, I need to bring, you know, a, a decent portable lightweight laptop. Right. I don't want to lug this 17 inch desktop replacement around with me. So, yeah, well, I, I say that, uh, but I'm happier when I've got this. I mean, the MacBook Pro is the 16 inch. Yep. Um, I'm happier when I have this with me from mm -hmm. a size standpoint than I do mm -hmm. the little 13 inch. I really like the XPS 13, the Dell's XPS 13 inch, uh, but I would have to tote a monitor with me. Yeah. I <laughs> had the original MacBook Air and I think the third generation after that. And mm -hmm. they were my favorite computers. I was perfectly happy when I spent, I spent three months in Brazil during the winter and all I had was the MacBook Air for the entire trip. And I was perfectly happy with it. Perfectly yeah. happy with it. This, I say, as I look at you on one of three monitors, one of which is double <laughs> ultra widescreen, you know, so I've got all that. And there's definitely a time and a place, but more and more now as I focus, like, no, I'm going to work on one thing. Mm -hmm. I only need one window in front of me. I don't need yeah. five, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, so I'm starting to think about, you know, no, maybe I could even get something out of just focusing on a single little laptop for a while instead of multiple screens, you know, just cut back down on what's essential and just focus in on, you know, some minimalism. So. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't multitask anymore. I learned, I mean, I learned that. So mm -hmm. when I'm doing dual monitors, it's because I'm working on this window, but I'm pulling information over. I'm not yeah. doing two things. I'm doing one task yep. with two, two pieces of equipment because yep. yeah, I don't, I don't multi, I don't watch TV. I don't even listen to music when I'm working. <laughs> I will listen to music, but it has to be something like a focus type of music. Um, mm -hmm. You know, no lyrics, but I do have a number of focus playlists um, and some of those songs actually make their way into my uh, yoga playlists that I use mm -hmm. as well, depending on what they are. So, um, but I find lyrics tend to be distracting, but um, um, you know, some instrumental stuff, some classical jazz guitar, um, some ASMR or electronic stuff. I like um, mm -hmm. There's a channel on, uh, I think it's on TuneIn. It's called Soma FM DEFCON Radio. And okay. it's songs, I think it was inspired by the conference, DEFCON. And, uh, but you listen to it and, you know, it's stuff like, it's stuff you could just, you can get work done to, you know, if you, um, some people, I can, I don't know about you. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> cool. So drink any new beers lately not yet but i have bought some new ones <laughs> um so a couple of weeks a few weeks ago i told you about mango cart from uh what's it i think golden road brewing out in uh colorado uh, uh california mm -hmm. yep. and um i found out that mango cart is just one of multiples in their fruit cart line okay and so I uh, grabbed the uh, fruit cart sampler. So I have mango cart, which I really like, pineapple cart, and melon cart. And I have yet to try I'm going out for a run shortly, so I expect I will be trying one of them very soon. Very cool. Yeah, you know what's funny is I didn't like other beers like that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now I like different things. I like more things. I don't like less. <laughs> Your tastes tend to change, you know? Mm hmm So, yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> yep. I like I mean, trying I new things, you know, but, but I also, mm -hmm. also, I have three or four different Oktoberfests in my refrigerator and in my basement as well. As so, you should. As I should. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, you know, so I stocked up on those cause that's, that's something like I'll be drinking Oktoberfests, you know, until spring because I'm good with that. 
but I found uh, Founders Brewery. Um, they make some good stuff, yeah. and I really like their their Oktoberfest. I also got uh, the local place in Framingham here, Jack's Abbey. Um, they have one called Copper Legend. That's their Oktoberfest. And then I have a couple of actual German ones that I picked up. So, um, you know, I've got all those on tap, so to speak. So. <laughs> oh, cool. Have you, um, have you ever tried any of those twisted teas? I used to, I don't care for them. Don't care for them. I like yep. them. All right. I, yep. I keep them. I keep cans of them at the farm because it's, they're non-carbonated and, you can you can if you're thirsty you can drink it pretty quickly and mm-hmm. yeah they're okay yeah i didn't i i used to do those but i i don't even remember now what they taste like if they're artificial or they don't taste i i just i don't even remember now i just remember i do yeah. I, you know i just i haven't had one for a while now they're they're very tea like yeah well i remember that much <laughs> <laughs> you know i i we just mentioned that uh, my taste buds change. I typically don't like a chai tea. I mean, I don't dislike it, but mm-hmm. you know, given a choice between five different things, that would probably be the last thing I picked. Well, we had we had some chai tea at the office that uh, I guess my wife bought for variety, and I was I was just like, tea sounds good today, mm-hmm. so I had some, and I was like, I want more of that. <laughs> So I've been drinking that and I like, it's kind of weird. I'm like, why am I drinking chai tea? I've never it's, liked chai tea. It's <laughs> good to try new things from time to time. You know, it's, it's, it's good. And, um, you know, you never know, you might get, get a new perspective on something or find something. Well, I didn't know I liked chai tea. I do like chai. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, really what's what opened my eyes is having chai made by you know someone from north indian like the 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 way that they would always do it and um you know like grinding the spices by hand kind of thing and then putting them in and brewing it and so it's like oh this tastes better yeah Yeah. but you can taste you know it's like freshly ground pepper versus stuff that sat in a shelf in a, you know, been ground years ago kind of thing. You don't think about yeah. it much, right? I don't think about it. If you give me a pepper shaker, I'm happy I put it in. But then something that's like literally ground seconds ago, and you take that bite and you're like, oh, interesting. You wouldn't yeah. think that something that's dried out and sitting on the shelf is going to be any better. But it is because it's just cracked open. And, you know, so it's, it's very similar. Like when you're just grinding the cardamom and the other stuff that you're throwing in there and suddenly drinking. So I, I like yeah. it. Now, now I want a tea. <laughs> I do. Well, why don't we move on and wrap this up so we can uh, head on to, uh, to, to, to our, uh, our beverage break. Yeah. Well, and then, so speaking of uh, spices, uh, a, spice-like as we're getting ready to do our fall planting of lavender. I've got 144 plants in my living room ready to plant tomorrow, hopefully, if the rain holds off. But we're still going to plant them this weekend. Um, It's kind of of exciting. So we've got last year in the spring, we put in 100. And I think that we've still got more than 90 that have survived. Okay. I, I know we lost four. Uh, so at last I think we were 96, but I think we had like a few more that are just kind of um, not thriving, but I'm going to try to cut them back a little bit and see if I can get them to really grow. But so we're putting in our first, uh, our first crop in that's going to be the start of our uh, real commercial crop. And then we'll, so in the spring, I don't know how many we'll put in, but we got, but we got to put a lot more <laughs> in order to, to have a, a viable commercial crop. Uh, so I mean, we have you're plenty not, you're not done yet. Not done yet. <laughs> no. Well, and the good thing is those plants will live between eight to 10 years. So you should be able to get quite a few good crops out of them. And if you keep them healthy, like you don't, uh, I mean, and, so they're like a shrub in that mm-hmm. they get woody 
in the center and the woody parts grow out and then the tender parts grow up. And then if you keep those tender parts cut off and don't allow them to become woody, then you'll, you'll have that plant for a long time. But, you know, all plants die eventually. Hmm. They just age out and you replace them. But, <laughs> you know, what I was disappointed to yesterday, I went for a run right around the corner from my place. And um, my neighbors apparently cut down one of the many mulberry bushes along the way. Uh. I was like, why <laughs> would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> free food <laughs> so, uh, in their defense it was like growing out a little bit over the over the the road but like you could just cut it back you didn't have to like chop the thing to, <laughs> oh man yeah i can't i'm not sure what a mulberry i always I, I know what an elderberry is and i always want to call them mulberries but they're not so i have to look up what a mulberry bush is it's a tree that looks like that has fruit that look like blackberries. Okay. So like at a distance, they're indistinguishable from blackberries, but instead of like little shrubs, they grow in trees that can be like 20 feet high. Oh yeah. Yep. Morris Alba. There you go. You too. All right. Can you eat, can you eat those? And you can't oh, eat heck, those. Can't heck you? yeah. Oh yeah. No, that mulberry bushes were one of the reasons that my run times were a lot longer this summer. Because starting around <laughs> June or so, the mulberries are in season, and I would just like run. Oh, bush! Stop! Eat! 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 eat. Run again <laughs> to the next bush. Stop! Eat! 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 eat. Run again. So I had my route all wow. planned. So I was just like you know going around from mulberry bush to mulberry bush. It's great. Some of these are really big. They're like the size of your thumb. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you can get big, big. They're, they're like mondo blackberries. Yeah. And there's three different colors. There's white, red, and black. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have, you know, a little different flavor profile. Um, but yeah, no, it was definitely one of the highlights of running in the summertime was, and especially after like a rainy day and then a hot day, they're just like, they ripen up so fast. So it's like, I got to get there quick before they go, before the birds get them and stuff. So. <laughs> and and the whole time, do you sing, now we go around the mulberry bush, the mulberry yes, bush. <laughs> always. That was the cadence that I was running. Yeah, mulberry bush, mulberry bush. <laughs> yep, exactly. <sighs> uh, good stuff. All right. You have a nifty. I do. I think- so... Yes. Go ahead. Another uh, brought to you by your public library. Another nifty is an app called Press Reader. And what this is, uh, it's an app that you can either pay to subscribe to, or you can use uh, a library, your local library, to sign in and access certain publications. So I use it to occasionally get a newspaper, but more recently I've been using it to get um, uh, Runner's World magazine, for example, and others. So that's just, uh, it's kind of cool. And it's another way to get, you know, get magazines and things you'd normally have to pay for for free. Yeah. So press well, and I always forget about the public library. And, and like you said, now, uh, I mean, my parents were disappointed because they're like, well, they got rid of all the CDs and DVDs. And now you have to go to their app and watch it on a mobile device. I'm like, yeah, that's what's happening. And you can check it out without even having to go to the library. Yeah, but I like to go there. (laughs) (laughs) That's like my dad, you know, it's like, I have to go to get, no, you don't have to go to get your email. It can come to you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I do miss libraries though. I mean, it's so much more efficient with electronic. I I mean, I do now, but I just, I like going to a library. I like going to like a section of something that I want to learn about and seeing all these different books and leafing through that. I do miss that. Yep. And we do have, you know, we still have libraries. In fact, Medford just got a new, um, a new library. Um, it's, I, I don't think it's quite open just yet. 
but we're getting a new one like just uh, less than a mile away from from me. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to swinging by and checking it out. Cool. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like, uh, you know, on your computer, you can find anything you want if you know what to search for. But if you don't know what to search for. <laughs> That's why you have librarians. <laughs> yep. Marion. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, should we wrap it up? I think we shall. Or should. All right, and listener. Shall. We shall and should. All right, listener. So we want your feedback. If you want us to discuss a particular topic or you have feedback on anything you've heard today, you can drop us a line via our website, which is blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you want to get a hold of Adam, he is at sublimecomp.com. That's not just his Twitter handle. Well, his Twitter <laughs> handle is sublimecomp. But you can reach him at sublimecomp.com. That's his website. Um, and if you want to reach me, uh, it's easiest just to start at pn72.com, Papa Norway, or Peter Nicolaitis, if you choose. And uh, from there, you can find links about me, my yoga practice, my consultancy. And I'm also occasionally on uh, hosting another podcast called Friends with Beer. And that's at friendswithbeer.com. So the objective on that one is that we try a new beer every episode. So, oh, that, that'd be fun. You, yeah. you should have me on sometime. I had thought about that, actually. I said yeah. I I've thought about having Adam on Friends with Beer. And we've also talked about having listener, a friend of the show, Scott Wilsey, on this show to show us how you genuinely can be super productive with an iPad, not just as a consumption device. Mm-hmm. So on that note, I will take it as an action item to try to coordinate both of those. All um, right. But from there, I say it is time that we push the big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.